0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only show where if at a elementary school lunch, a kid in the school had a Funkin' allergy, so there was the No Funkin' table, where no one with Funkin' in their lunch could sit at it, we could sit there, because our lunches only contain Munkin'. I am on your coach, Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you?
1: Jake, um, I'm doing great, feeling great, Um, ready to munk.
0: I just want to say, for the... you know, just everyone I, – I, I need to admit to my mistakes. I was lucky that I had recording issues, so I had another crack at it, but I completely failed at coming up with an intro the first time I tried. But that's not important. Um, but I'm just curious. Was that a thing that was at universal? Did you understand what I was referencing when I said that about the funkin' Free Table?
1: No, definitely not. Okay.
0: Because maybe maybe it's in the 10-year difference between us where there was a being thing with kids with peanut allergies. They would have tables that didn't – where you couldn't have anything with peanuts because, uh, you know – Some people were really allergic. Maybe there was just one kid in my school who was really allergic. Shouts to him, whoever he was. Anyway. Yeah. Shouts to him. We're speaking of medical conditions. We're talking Mr. Monk and the leper. What do you think of this episode? Um, I actually enjoyed it a fair
1: amount. Um, I felt really bad for uh the guy at first, Mm -hmm. um, but obviously we know things aren't quite what they seem.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I really liked this episode a lot. This I forgot how good this episode was. Um, And I think it's because when I first saw it uh, I wasn't really familiar with a lot of the noir elements that it was going for And I still haven't seen most of the movies it's drawn from I'm not going to pretend like I'm sitting here, you know, uh, devouring 40s noirs But at least I'm more familiar with them Now, A thing that you don't know this That uh, this episode was initially, when it aired It actually aired twice in a row First in black and white, and then in color No shit now, did the Christie's sit and watch it twice in a row? Yes, we did. Um, That's so funny because literally there's like a few scenes where I'm like, this is
1: like a noir story or something. Well, like. yeah, they definitely are
0: going for it. I mean, the music up top is... Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I think that the beginning of it, if I remember correctly, the beginning of it worked better in Black and White, but eventually it just becomes a regular bunk episode and you're like, why is this in Black and White, you know? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, uh... Mr. Monk and the Leper. Now, before we start, did you have any preconceived notions about leprosy? What was your relationship to leprosy going into this episode?
1: Um, honestly, not too dissimilar from how they handle it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, well, they handle it all together, I guess, until the end. But, um, but basically, there's like this biblical story about uh, mm-hmm. Jesus curing a man of leprosy. Um, I believe it was Lazarus, maybe not, maybe someone else. Um. And so, yeah, we were always taught that it was basically, like... It seemed to be, like, a contagious thing, and, like, I know it sounds super ancient, but no one ever really talks about it, like, in the modern sense. Like, I didn't know it was called Hansen's disease, so...
0: no no one knew it. I mean, I I don't think that that's something you're supposed to go in knowing. Um, But, yeah, I think that the thing about leprosy is that, like, being someone described as a leper is someone you avoid because it's so contagious, is the idea. Correct. Um, Now... I will Venmo you $50 if you can tell me on your first guess what is the only other animal that can what is the only animal that can carry and give leprosy to humans? Okay, Um, I'm gonna guess an anteater. You're so close! It's the armadillo. I was gonna say an artwork. It's an armadillo. An artwork. I, I, I believe are this t- kind of the same thing. I would have if it was one of those. I would have given it to you. But the armadillo is actually. I like, was so close! Fuck. And I think that like a lot of them have it. So like you're actually supposed to avoid armadillos because they all a lot of them have leprosy. Uh, Shouts armadillos, which are often in the in Florida. You a lot of times will see them in the road like roadkill, like just on a Tuesday. Um, Shouts to them. Anyway, we don't, we start off in a divey bar, like a real dive, um, right? And uh, we got the nice the music, and um, Monk is there to meet someone.
1: Yeah, you know he's uh at first like, you know Natalie's outside in the car, and uh, and yeah Monk finds his moseys his way on inside the bar, and uh, right. yeah he's he he apparently he was sent a note and $500 to attend a brief 10-minute meeting with a shadowy figure in the booth, the corner booth.
0: Yes. Um, he says he prefers to be in the dark, which, you know, he, he maybe that's just his good lighting, you know? Um, a lot of people, like, prefer to be in the dark. Um, I don't even know what I was going for. I was, I was honestly <laughs> hoping that if I talk long enough, I'd come up with a reference. Um, it, oh, you and know what it's like? He He ain't dark, man. Oh wow! Shout out to Dark Man, uh, but it's if I can go back to a reference that, uh, around the time that this is referencing. It's like streetcar named Desire, Blanche DuBois only likes even the dark because she's old and ugly and the like. So boom, that's a reference. Got there. Anyway, apparently I right. haven't guy, seen that. I mean, I saw it for class. I'm not gonna act like I'm cultured. Um, right. That uh, this guy is offering 20k to do a job, and his name is Derek Bronson, who is of course. I, we don't know this, but he's a billionaire. Um, is he uh, a billionaire or a millionaire? A, a multimillionaire. Yeah, he's only a multimillionaire. Um yeah. And uh, apparently, he people thought he was dead. Um. Yeah. You know. He.
1: He is. Uh, I guess sort of a Richard Branson type. No. Uh, no,
0: Bronson Branson. They weren't doing that. That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I mean, but like
0: he seems to be like a.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm Um, teasing. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's like kind of a thrill seeker kind of guy. Uh, He's got a company called Bronson Technologies. What they do, I'm not positive about. Honestly, um, it
0: feels very Sunstream from 30 Rock, which is a reference you don't get, but someone who's listening gets it and likes it.
1: Okay. But basically, it appears, yeah, he was thought dead uh, due to a ballooning accident that happened seven years ago where Mm. he was, I guess, never found. Mm-hmm. Um, he explains that he was taken off course by, by a trade wind shift and he ended up on an island west of Guam and that's mm-hmm. where he had been for a while, I guess.
0: I am not a hot air ballooning expert and I'm not going to look right into it because, you know, I, I don't feel like it, but I feel like that feels like a crazy amount to fly in a hot air balloon. Let me actually, okay, let me look it up. Longest distance. Yeah, that does
1: seem crazy. In you have to be riding some serious wind.
0: Let's, I mean, I, um, okay, never Uh, the longest distance is from Japan to Mexico. So (laughs) I, I still, I mean, that's, I was on purpose, but like still, I mean, that's Guam, uh, California to Guam is probably like half that. So that's actually, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but he says the reason reason he didn't come back is because he got sick and you know, Monk is like sick. That's a funny word how sick are we talking and he leans into the light and he reveals he's a leper he has syphilis oh right. oh yeah no right, yeah yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, he's, he's a leper, a leper. and uh, so, honestly honestly you know? it's it's gross but when you hear about leprosy in not i mean i'm not gonna read the bible but just in like in culture i'm i for some reason imagine like you look green and I'm That's me. I don't know why. But when I was a kid, I'm like, your leprosy turns you green and gross. And but no, he, he kind of just looks like he's got like, you know, like he. I it looks gross, but it doesn't look as bad as I thought it would in my mind. I think your card
1: carrying membership to gang green is affecting your uh, memory here.
0: But shots the New York Jets. Um, you know, but I, I, I was gonna try to say positive things about the New York Jets, but I can't even do that. Um, but no, I I think your fa- That's right. But yeah, he does. He looks gross. He's got bandages all over. Um. I would look up what the specific symptoms of leprosy are, but I don't need to see the photos on that Wikipedia page. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Monk then runs out because he's so disgusted. And Natalie, of course, is having trouble unlocking the car because apparently it's a new car, which I think I do appreciate is that that is a new car. That is not a car she's been in, they've used before. So, you know, at least they're yeah. consistent. Um, True. True. But
1: what you hmm. failed, what we failed to mention is oh, well, that um, no, no, no worries. Um, is that he
0: was offered a job, right? To do oh, something. I thought I mentioned that where it was twenty thousand dollars for do. Th- yeah, yeah. But yeah. the specifics 20K. of the job aren't known yet. But yeah, just twenty k to do something. Um, right. And when Natalie's having trouble opening up the car, Monk decides he's just going to run home. Um, and uh, you know he's a fast runner, so he might get there. Yeah. Then we get to ragtime credits. Exactly. And we cut back, and Monk is washed, scrubbing his hand, and apparently he's been scrubbing his hand with soap for nine hours.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I hope he's got some really good lotion for his hands after that marathon yeah, I,
0: wash session. And then one of my—I love this moment. I think about this one a lot. When he runs that soap, he pulls out kerosene, douses it, and says, light me. <laughs> yeah. He wants a light,
1: but not the fun kind. He
0: wants the. I was like, he's gonna light his hand on
1: fire. The defective detective strikes
0: again. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can still feel it. His hand still. I like, He's spreading. I and mean, I just love when Monk is in that mode. It's just. It's. He's. It's. That's. I. That's. I think where his phobia stuff. When he's doing it just by himself, and not hurting other people. Is when I think it's, like, the funniest. Oh,
1: um, well, he's hurting other people's feelings at the very no, least. No,
0: yes. No, but he, uh, well, I guess at this moment where he's just by himself and scrubbing his skin off. Um, yeah. But then, you know, Natalie points out, you know, that all he did was shake his hand. And then Monk realizes, wait, I shook a leper's hand. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And now he's lo- his life's looking up. And you know what? That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to last very long, but, you know, no. it's nice still. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Natalie mentions Derek Bronson called and he wants to meet again. And I do love him. like, on what phone? <laughs> Just right, yeah. Phone. <laughs>
1: like you can catch freaking leprosy from a phone. And um, But, yeah, Derek called back, and
0: he upped the offer. Now mm-hmm. it's 25 large ones. So. Yeah, 25 racks. Um, yeah. I would, yeah, I mean, I would definitely break into someone's house. No, I actually probably wouldn't. I would, okay, in this situation... I would definitely do it. Well, it depends on the situation. Um, I guess the reason is because, like, in my life, felony breaking and entering, if I got caught, is going to cost me way more than $25,000 throughout the course of my existence, you know? Like, the amount of jobs I can't get because of a felony on my record is definitely worth more than $25,000. So... Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Just don't no, what I was going to say is, in this situation, though, where it... Because t- he is right, where, like, in a hypothetical situation where that actually is Derek Bronson, it isn't breaking and entering, because he, they have permission to enter his house from him. So, in that case, I would. Yes, that's um, true. But, yeah. So, you know, Natalie's like, it's $25,000, you just need to meet him again. And I love, it's like, Natalie just... <sighs> on the other hand, no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God! I I can just say a lot of Monk's lines in this episode. I think that he's. This is a very well written episode in terms of making Monk phobic, but also funny, in his deliveries and stuff, and not annoying. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. So you have a great point. Mm-hmm. But
1: Natalie, you know, in order to like ensure that this job goes through, apparently booked an appointment with a uh, doctor By slash way, You're forgetting.
0: You're forgetting. You're forgetting. For another great line, where Monk says, if he breaks it down. He. But he has a full point-by-point plan. A, what he's asking them to do is probably illegal. And B through Z, the man is a leper. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but you're right. So she called in a specialist, um, a doctor, uh, to talk about leprosy.
1: With an unfortunate last name.
0: (laughs) Yes, his last name is Polanski. Not great. Um, Probably because Roman Polanski directed Chinatown. If I take a guess, that's why he's named that. Oh! Um, um, But, uh, you know, still, this is... A good 25, 30 years after he uh, had sex with a fourteen-year-old girl. So, um, I think she's fourteen. She either was fourteen or thirteen. It's, it's not it doesn't make it better if I don't remember correctly. Um, and yeah, so not great to name your character after him. But you know, uh, I, whatever. That's um, it. Yeah. I, I. There's nothing. I. I you know. Oh, uh, you know. Um. But uh. So they're in the waiting room of this dermatologist and I do love the monks holding his breath (laughs) right yeah he's always been bad with doctors offices so you know Mm.
1: par for the course
0: yeah um the funny thing is I I've been to a dermatologist many times because uh my mom is uh very 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 too worried I think when with us growing up in Florida she was convinced that all of us were going to get melanoma so she'd make us go like get checked for moles once a year um and it is a very strange place to be because you see people like, especially when you're there for not anything serious or just like a checkup, and you see someone who's like has like f- a gigantic splotch of like skin cancer on their face. It's like they- we should not be in the same office. Um, very uncomfortable. <laughs> Good lord, you oh, I just. I'm starting to see behind the veil of how you ended up the person that you are today. Hey, I'm the veil. <laughs> I think one of the things about me, and anyone will say this, but I put all of the shit about how I became how I am on Front Street. It's
1: not. No, you you could say I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm munching on this bloomin' onion of the the
0: Jake Christie uh, life. That is a great references, as you know. A, a, a one of the most important things about the Jake Christie life is Outback Steakhouse. So, um, do you that- realize if
1: you if you like get a show, if you like write a show, and you need to have like the pineapple thing for
0: Psych, you need to have it with a bloomin' onion. I. I would do that, except I actually don't like the blue and onion that much because I'm not a huge onion guy. So I I'd also how would I possibly incorporate a blue and onion into every episode? I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate you giving me my own show. Um, anyone who's listening who could you know be an agent, I have a pilot I can send you, but um, it's pretty good I think. Uh, but uh, anyway, S- yes, I, I'll do. I'll I'll come up with something. Um, okay. But the original one is that Seifeld said reference Superman in every episode. That's the
1: or a, bu- a Bud Light, a
0: Bud Light uh, Seltzer in the background. I mean, do you th- all the things you're naming are way too specific. The great thing about pineapples and Superman is that they can be in the background and they don't have to, they don't have to be. Anyway, we'll talk about this later. Um, right. So they're in the waiting room and they're looking at the photos on the wall. And who do we see on a wall? But our good friend
1: Randall Disher. Um and you know, Natalie asked the doctor, like, if he knows who this is, and obviously, I mean I I would think he would. I mean, he's got a photo of him. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is Randall Disher. Do you know him? She's like, no, nah, I don't know this guy.
0: Now, what I'll say about Dr. Plansky, and I, I'm honestly like I, he's incredibly handsome and very British. Like, I get it. Like, I understand why Natalie's immediately like, Oh, um I don't want to make this I don't want to make this another Natalie against Schroeder guy t- thing, but Natalie is not always throwing herself at men, and the, this is one of the first times really she does it, and I completely understand it. He's a doctor, he's British, he's tall, and he's handsome. Like, I'm not, you know, I can't really falter. Yeah, no, for sure. He's uh, also man, we, an incredibly good guy. He ends up saving Monk's
1: life. <laughs> yeah, he's super nice. Like, I feel so bad for him. Uh, yeah. But he does give me a slight
0: uh, Dick, Dick Tremaine vibe from Twin Peaks. I mean, I'll take your word for it, and that's fine. I'm not saying he's a saint, I'm just saying that, you know I guess what I'm saying is on the curve of in comparison to the guys thrown it with her or that, which is man. Uh like the category is human man. Um, but uh anyway. <sighs> and so basically Monk says to the doctor, Doctor Polanski, you know, can you please just explain to my assistant that leprosy is very contagious? And of course, the truth is
1: that uh, first of all, it's not called leprosy now. That's an, an ancient mm. term or whatever. And now it's Hansen's disease. But more important than that, it's easily treatable now with a certain kind of medication. I didn't catch the name of it, but uh
0: how is it? I think it's called.
1: Yeah, unfortunately for our friend, uh, for your close personal friend uh, Jared Branson, Bronson, Bronson, De- Derek, he's allergic. Yeah, he's allergic to that medication. So. Yeah.
0: Now, you know why it's called Hansen's disease? No. Because it makes your skin go, "Mm that's not true. Um, Oh my God. And so Polanski asks asks if the condition's full blown and Monk, of course, says it's full, 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 full blown. Um, And, you know, but Polanski says it's incredibly rare. I've only seen one case firsthand. And if you get it, I will treat you for free. Um, So he's, you know, just basically trying to be like, quit bugging out like and the main reason it's really rare to get is because most people have a natural immunity to it um like it's not like there are not tons of lepers running around um you know he, monk is just being he's wild um and uh monk says he's gonna try to avoid him like the plague and there's a great like, exchange where natalie's like he says it's almost impossible to catch. And I love Bugs says. You know, the word almost is the one in the sentence that's most interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Like,
1: you leave... It's like the opposite of the Ben Affleck Batman thing. If there's even a 1% chance... That he could be evil or some shit, right? Something like
0: that. Uh, yes, I think that that's line. I used tried... to take it as an
1: ab- absolute certainty or some crap.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, they had they thought they had something there. Um, yeah. I didn't think that you'd be bringing up Batman or Superman on this podcast, other than just to bring up the Martha thing. Um, I feel Martha. Like, I think like that's the only thing that pop culture's really kept from that. And I'm not saying that as, I I I'm not that I don't appreciate. No, there's another thing. Else. What's the other thing? Uh, the CGI mustache. Oh no, that's just sleek. That's Injustice League. Ah, fuck. Okay. I mean, and also, I remember a lot of stuff about Batman. Not a lot, but...
1: I don't think mo- those movies are that bad. They're no, just they are everything.
0: really bad. They are really bad. Batman vs. Superman is worse than Justice League, but it's really bad. Um, I watched uh, Aquaman yeah. recently. Aquaman That's is okay. actually... Aquaman's pretty good. I, Aquaman, is is, is is it objectively good? No. But is it awesome that they made a movie where in which an octopus plays drums with eight... <laughs> ten- <laughs> yes. Yeah. I fucking that love was it. sick. Um... Anyway, yeah, that movie is... Once again, it's not great, but the ways that it is... It's it's incredibly interesting in ways that... The thing I hate about Justice League and Batman vs Superman is those movies are so unbelievably not interesting. Like, just not... It's, there's no interesting choices being made in them. Um, right. Whereas Aquaman is just, like, nothing but interesting choices. Anyway. Um, so, they, they agree that they're just gonna... They're gonna go and sit and listen. And this time, Natalie is in the bar, too, to help Monk. But they're sitting at completely different booths.
1: Right, they got like at least a one or two booth uh, median in between each one of them. And he um, starts to
0: yeah, and, and yeah. Derek starts to lay out. Well, Derek, quote unquote, starts to lay out what he needs.
1: Right, basically, he uh, you know he describes some of his life before the incident, and apparently he used to be a real he used to be a real good looking guy. Never spent a night alone or something like that and uh, until he met a woman named Mandy that he ends up marrying. Um, but over the course of their marriage, it appears that he had an affair, and I guess people wrote letters to each other back then still. Um, I mean, this early or this soon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kept some of them, and of course, like at some point, they're going to be found. I mean, I'm surprised they're not already. Well, no, but.
0: there's a key detail he mentions. He's going to oh. be declared dead in a week, and then oh go right. through his stuff. Right. Yes, because um, that's what I'm this sure whole Mandy episode's about. Shit. Which right, I do right, like. Right. I do like that they introduced that it's just a a menial detail, you know, like it's first just like throwing like I'm going to be declared dead in a week. It, but even though that obviously is the whole plot. Anyway, yeah. Um, but he wants them to get the letters. Right. Um. Seems like a
1: pretty easy way to earn twenty five k. And mm-hmm. um. And he basically gives them, like, a map of the house and, like, directions as far as, like, security codes and, and other little things he needs to know. Um, so, Monk, you know, he takes the job. Right? Well, I think
0: that Monk asked an important question because I assume you're wondering this. Why ask Monk? Monk is not a thief. He's a detective. Oh, right. An effective one at right. like that. And what Derek, quote-unquote, says is that he's an honorable man who won't, like, double-cross him, which... At the time is a fine enough explanation, but it, obviously that's not why they're asking him. But still, I mean, Monk is an honorable man. Monk won't, as as much as Monk could be annoying, he, he you know he can't. It's not he it's he couldn't double cross him if he wanted to.
1: Okay, yeah, no, that's true. But also, I was thinking about like, all right, well, he's just basically trying to cover up an affair. It's not like the most honorable quest of all time. No, it's not.
0: But Monk, I think, couldn't. Monk is like compulsively couldn't rat on him unless like he was like forced to back gunpoint for example um so anyway yeah monk uh took the job and then we cut to them uh doing the break-in um and apparently it has to be that night because at that night every week mandy goes into town to see her mother um right and you know natalie climbs over the wall because they have a nice house you know got the big courtyard with the fountain um that's Natalie's really how you pretty lit,
1: Natalie's pretty nifty on that ladder. She Gets mm-hmm. up there real quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean she's got experience. I don't know how, but you know she worked. The, 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 there's the joke running joke where she worked like every job for two weeks in college. So right, right, uh, right, right, She right. probably did some construction, um, and monk, but monk he needs to climb up the ladder and he can't. It's all wobbly
1: yeah he's he's having a hard time um you know what i i have for whatever reason i love roller coasters and i like mm-hmm. you know that kind of thrill but i really hate being on ladders
0: like that nothing's scary more than that you know i i'm, I'm so glad you said that because i feel the same way i remember that there was uh in high school i would when i because i did a lot of stuff with the tv production department obviously and i one of the things you could do um like you had to do you had to do a couple a certain amount of hours like do covering events and I would do the football games and you needed to get up above like the press box because you know we went to a school that cared about football a lot and there's like a Mm. uh, eagle's nest above the press box and you have to climb up a ladder in like the coat the boot whatever and but the ladder ended a good three feet nah no, that's too much two and a half feet from where like the next floor was and so you had to like stand on top of it and then climb up and then but the worst thing in the world was at the end of every game I dreaded games ending because you had to blindly step down like two and a half feet onto a ladder that you couldn't see man that scared me more than any roller coaster I've ever been on Um, did you ever did you ever get close to falling No, uh, no, I don't think so. But it definitely, every time, I definitely, there were a couple times where I stepped and where I thought the ladder was going to be and I wasn't there and my heart dropped out. You know (laughs) what I mean? You know that happens? We're like, oh, shit, my foot should be hitting something now. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so Natalie, of course, appears on the other side of them because she opened up the gate um, because she's resourceful. Uh, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so they end up breaking into the house and they disable the code, which is important later. Um, I do love right. that monk says the leper thought of everything. Um,
1: yeah, like he makes it sound so complex, and it literally—you're just opening up a security panel and entering a mm. key code. That's it. Yes,
0: and then you know they look at some photos of them. And did you notice at this time that that's not the same guy or no? Were you thinking that at all? No, 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 I wasn't. No, I wouldn't expect you. I was just wondering. Um, yeah, yeah, no. And they find the letters, but then I think that's not good gun. He has a good gun clicking sound. No. No, I, that, but that's not really what kind of gun it is. But, yeah, that is what it should sound like. Anyway, they're being held to gunplay by Mandy. <laughs>
1: we fucking always try to do these sound effects every
0: time we get Sometimes we nail them, and sometimes we don't.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mandy catches them in the act, and, um, you know, she asks who sent them, mm-hmm. Um and they give up the goods they just tell Mm -hmm. him that it was uh derek he he sent him over because he wanted to spare her the heartbreak of finding these uh affair-laden letters Mm-hmm. and uh, she mentions that she doesn't really care about that. Um, yeah. She's kind of, like, you know, very excited at the possibility that he's alive, and she's like, I she, I knew about it a long time ago. Um, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like, just take me to him.
0: Honestly, that's not an unfair response. On the one hand, it's like it is kind of easy that she forgave him, but on the other hand, I think if you thought your husband was dead for seven years, you'd be... It would be pretty easy to forgive a small unfair. Like, it's like, I'm just happy he's alive. But she asks, is he okay? And I do love the, how they both are like, define okay. <laughs> I mean, he's alive. That's all that matters, right? Uh, is it, though? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. Um, um, no, but anyway, so she's like, she got, I have to see him. So they meet in a parking lot. Once again, very noirish. You just know damn yeah. well that uh, our good friend Andy B and his friends, you know, all were just want. They wanted to make their the big sleep, you know. And I don't play them. Wait, which Andy the, B? Me? No, our the other Andy B. Andy Breckman. I'm Andy B, though, bro. Come that's on. true, but yeah, the the real Andy B. Wow. Uh, okay, you know, you create seven seasons of Monk. I mean, eight seasons of Monk, and get back to me, okay? All right. Um. Also, he goes by Andy Breckman professionally. Last time I checked, you go by Andre Barrera professionally. Um. Unprofessionally. So, unprofessionally. That's true. Um, and so Mandy goes to meet her her husband, Derek, and, um, you know, it's, before you know what's going on, it seems sweet that she's very willing to accept him for being the leper he is.
1: Yeah, you know, she's, uh, she doesn't care, like, he's trying to hide himself from her, but, um, you know, she's, she's, I mean... She's acting about, like, as genuine as a wife who just saw her husband after being gone for seven years. Because
0: in that case, you wouldn't—I was joking. You wouldn't really—you wouldn't care that he had leprosy. Now, I have a question. If you saw someone who looked like that, would you think, oh, they have leprosy? Or would you just be like—like, I don't don't know if I really recognize that as leprosy immediately.
1: No, I probably think they got into, like, a really bad car accident or something.
0: Yeah, uh, but, yeah, so they hug, and apparently he's gone to every doctor in Europe— and so he's basically just making the case that he can't stay. He's got to go back. He can't. He, you know, um, he's he's in no f- place to be in society. Um, right. But she this mentions- is when it started
1: to become suspicious to me. Like yes, I'm just like, exactly. all right,
0: man, come on. Exactly. And she mentions that she can build him a room in the new house, and he says the new house. And why does she have to get a new house? She's got a new
1: house because um, you know once they declare. Uh, your good personal friend, uh, Branson. Bronson dead. Bronson. Fuck. I'm well, also brother, away. I don't
0: mind claiming him as a personal friend. He's dead, and all the worst he did is have an affair. You know, that's fine. So. <laughs> that's true. Okay.
1: Um, but, anyways, um, fuck. what Was I saying
0: that when they clear him dead? Then.
1: Oh yeah. Then she'll lose. Uh, th- the will is written out to give it to his sister's kids, his nephews and yeah. nieces, or whatever. So his two nephews. She, yeah. So she would need to uh, to find. Alternate housing.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, and he says like, "Oh, I can't," because and she's like, "The probate hearings this week." You could come, and he's like, "No, that's out of the question." Mister Monk, is that you? And how does Monk respond? No. <laughs> that made me fucking laugh. Yeah, it's a great fit. And then Natalie pushes him, <laughs> and basically they that he's like, "I need a new favor," and then we cut to Stallmeyer who making his first appearance. It's nice to see yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Thanks to Shauna. Um,
0: he reads in the paper that Monk is going to testify on Bronson's behalf at the probate hearing.
1: Right. How does that work? So you're just
0: going to take his word for it? Like, cool. I, guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, let me say this. The plan that Mandy has is good. Cause would you not take Monk's word for something like that?
1: No. Yeah. And he proves it. Like when you, uh, yeah, well, we'll get we'll to, get that
0: to that it. I love that scene. Um, uh, and so, you know, they mentioned, you know, that lepers live, Randy's like, do they live in colonies, like in Ben-Hur? Um, and Monk is still, by the way, freaking out because of his hand. Um. Yep. And Natalie's like, you know, we went to this doctor. You, you might know him, Randy. Dr. Polanski. And, uh, he makes up a story.
1: Yeah, and he was doing undercover work, um, pretending to be a teenager or something. hmm Exactly.
0: Uh, and... Thank God, Starmers like yo. You're on your own. Um, and then we cut to yeah. a scene that feels completely out of nowhere, where a man we haven't seen before, we don't think, is playing piano. Um, wait, wait, wait. But also,
1: Natalie reveals that she has a date with Doctor. Oh, Plansky. right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's a date with Doctor. Um. So this man's playing piano, um, and he's playing it. Well, I mean, he's gonna play a piano. You know, what, what can you say? Um, and who happens to be there with him? uh mandy uh she shows
1: up and uh basically shoots him to death um i was super confused i was like what the hell is going on Mm -hmm.
0: and then we cut to the uh probate the probate court hearing not probate court uh whatever court hearing uh yeah and uh well it's like a mediation more than anything and do you recognize who plays the judge no, I you know, I saw him and I'm like, wait, this is the you guy that comes you, on after Chris Myers. He, no, yeah, Chris. You mean Chris Hayes and you don't mean Chris Hayes or Chris mean Hayes, Rachel, Chris Rachel Hayes, Rachel Yes. It goes the, the MSNBC lineup goes Chris Hayes, Rachel Maddow, Lawrence O'Donnell Jr. Don't be ridiculous. Okay. There you but no, this is our guy, Larry O. D. Um so basically I actually know this story because he was a uh judge. lawyer. Judge. No, he was not a judge. He was a like Senate staffer for a while and was like big in that and then he basically Moved into TV writing because he got was like the um, guy in the writers' room for The West Wing that actually had like experience. It uh, was like their uh, consultant writer? Like he basically pivoted yeah. from being a staffer to being a TV writer. And I remember because I listened, I listened to the first few seasons of the West Wing Weekly podcast before. Um, uh, I just I couldn't stand it anymore because it got too kind of dumb. But I remember he told a story on there where they did, were doing an episode um, where. Uh, actually, Tooth Cathedral is the season two finale, a great episode, where there was flashbacks to the president as a kid, and they were shooting it in Delaware, and the actor who they're getting to play, the president's father, couldn't make it. And since they're shooting in Delaware, it's not like they could replace him. And Lawrence O'Donnell had done the reading of it at the table reading, as writers do, and mm-hmm. they were like, hey, you just need to do it professionally and he was like i'm not an actor yada 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 and he apparently did really well and i'll tell you this he actually does it very well i, I actually was kind of surprised when i saw the episode but my the reason i say all this is that he then kind of periodically will pop up as judges and other people in his wheelhouse just for fun um since then i don't know if he does it now that he has his tv show but he like if you look at his IMDb, he plays a lot of judges and other uh figures like that.
1: Well, shouts to Larry O'Dea. Unfortunately for him, the only thing I can remember is that clip of him freaking out in like... uh, Oh, right. When the thing
0: was in his ear. Yeah, Yeah. not great. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's uh, he's an interesting guy. I have mixed feelings about Larry O'Dea, but I do like him in this episode. Um, And it is fun to see him. Once again, I I said this before, I just love when people who are not professional actors are casting things as long as they're not bad. Because it's just like i'll say this we would not i would not have that like two and a half minute monologue if some random schmuck played that character anyway um we get to the hearing and apparently derek wrote a letter um saying he's alive but it doesn't match his handwriting which should be a big clue that you go off
1: right um but you know so that's like the the other people uh opposite mandy that are presenting this evidence right or no they're they're contradicting the
0: evidence Yes, there's a lawyer and then the two nephews, who I'll tell you this right now, they look like some shitty nephews. Like, they look Red, like nephews yeah, you yeah. don't want to give anything to. 100%.
1: Um, and so they, uh, you know, Mandy brought Monk as a witness to, you know, to verify that he is indeed alive. And so they started to scrutinize him, basically, you know, say that, like, the two times he did see him, like, one of them was in, like, a dark bar and the other time was in a parking garage. So it's not the most, you know, ironclad um lighting to see somebody and verify
0: that that's actually them yes but so to test it larry od uh is like tells monk to walk to turn around oh because because they mentioned because
1: manny mentions that like oh yeah yeah. or or the lawyer mentions that he's like very famous for his memory and like you he's not just some schmuck off the street
0: and so larry od says describe my shirt and and this is one of my favorites i just love this scene i think about this a lot um, what does he do instead? What does he ask?
1: Um, he asks which of his shirts, um, which, you know, to the naked eye, we can see, I thought maybe he meant like his undershirt or something, yeah. but, uh, yeah, cause Larry O.D. is obviously wearing a shirt with a tie, mm-hmm. uh, but apparently the stenographer is also wearing his shirt.
0: Um, you want to explain that to me? Yes. Uh, I, well, I love, you know, that the stenographer is wearing his shirt and Monk can tell cause there's a little blood on the collar where Larry O.D. cut himself shaving and, Uh, The reason she's wearing the shirt is because they had a sex affair on that couch. A sex affair. Yes, the cushions are backwards, and her earring is on there. And she must have torn her blouse because you can see a little bit poking out of her briefcase. Uh, And, yeah, like, basically, he blows up Larry's spot um, in this. I mean, just great stuff. And he's – you can just tell, like – the thing is, once again, not a professional actor, but I think Larry O'Donnell plays the – the tight on his face, like this motherfucker, is really yeah, perfect. Yeah, because <laughs> he's no. he's mad at him for getting it right, but he's also like he also he's at the same time he's like I have to grant this guy because clearly this guy is superhero, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. So
1: you know he he rules on Maddie's behalf and she's given control of the estate mm-hmm.
0: again. Yes, and then we cut to a completely unrelated place where um this landlady is showing disher and Stahlmeyer an apartment for a guy named mr steiner and i'll just say this landlady is going so hard the actress is just throwing up shots from half court every line she says and i really appreciate it
1: yeah it was a heat check performance for sure um Uh, she's going hysterical
0: yes and so what what's what's her whole deal
1: um well i don't know they mentioned that he's a musician i'm not sure why oh yeah okay they mentioned that he's a musician but he left his sheet music behind apparently she thinks he's missing or he's been killed or something mm-hmm. because he missed reason... the
0: canasta game yeah
1: he missed the canasta game and his cat apparently was starving in the morning can you explain mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. and you know and thought they're just like oh god i know they know that they're gonna have to, you know, uh, give in and, and try to do some actual yeah. cop work for once.
0: Yes, although at the moment it's unclear that homicide's necessary, and although we do know he is dead, the homicide should not have been called just because I missed a canasta game and Correct. his cat was hungry. Um, and then so Stammer is looking around, and Randy starts tickling the ivories. Okay, I'm plays, glad you said that. But did you write that phrase down too? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry, I wrote it. Randy tickles the ivories. Yeah Because there's a certain way You can play piano Where you're kind of just like Oh this piano Where you're just Tickling the ivories a little bit And he plays The background music That like plays During Investigations in Monk Which is great Oh I thought it was The old theme No he wasn't Playing the old theme Hmm I mean, I mean Okay I think I, It's like a slower version of it Maybe it's Maybe like the music Is from the same Like true But it, he definitely Is playing the music That's played. The Blum Dum Dum Boom, 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 I can't really do it with my mouth, but anyway. Um and uh stop by trying to investigate and he's like, Oh, background music. I just love the way that this plays out.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. He's just like he's slowly getting more irritated with the fact that music is playing. Mm-hmm. It's kinda of like uh that one clip of what was it? It was some guy playing the trombone behind like a fat person, like walking In up and the down the a Guy.
0: Oh oh yeah, it wasn't Family Guy, that's right Yeah, that was like a viral clip does that. Too. Where Stewie does that, uh, and he does that until they start trying to run away, and then they pass out and he steals the money, is, I believe, the joke. <laughs> um, Good God. And it's a tuba. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway. Um, and so, Stubmar does find a little evidence, though. He finds a big duffel bag, and what's inside of it?
1: He finds, uh, like, a makeup touch-up kit, uh, some bandages, and a little bit of literature about skin diseases.
0: I think of the line,
1: skin disease." That's some yeah. bad time
0: reading all the time. <laughs> I, just like... I will now. There's another um, line but... coming up that I think about more often, but that uh, that line is love. I love his delivery. Um, and then they look through his schedule, and wouldn't well, you know it? What did he What did he do on uh, I think New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve? Was well, sometime in December? It was, it was
1: New Year's Eve. He had in his date book. He had a he played a, a, a gig for a New Year's Eve party at uh, no, no, for
0: no, not a New Year's Eve party, a private party. Manny Ooh, a Bronson. private party. Oh, yeah, with Manny Bronson. Yeah. He could have straight up just been a male escort, honestly. Um, you know, who knows? And then he played piano on the side. Um, but it, then we caught to spe- uh, some real hot and heavy stuff. Natalie yeah. and Lansky, like, truly going to town on each other. And, you know, good for them. They're consenting adults. You know, it's nice to see, uh, you know, passion. Making out, making out
1: like teenagers in a car.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. If that's where it happens, it's where it happens. Um, and uh, I didn't need that in my years. Um, <laughs> but you know. And they, they're kind of talking about the case, and um, one thing leads to it. Well, we learned that Bronson went back to his leper colony. One thing does not lead to another. Well, I know. They mentioned he mentions Bronson went back to lep. We learned Bronson went back to the leper colony, and Polanski. He, he talks about the one... You know, he said he had one case that he saw of Hanson's disease up close. And who was the person who had Hansen's disease? It was himself as a child. Um, and so, like, now
1: Natalie starts freaking out, which she was giving monk shit about yeah. earlier in the episode. I'm like, oh, my God, everyone's
0: bad about this. I I think that trailer Howard is probably like one of her better acting moments is this scene where she, like, slowly pulls away and is, like, really trying hard to not... Like, oh, are you? And it's like, you know... uh, I'm completely cured. And I'll be honest with you. I think that they are – I and I'm not just saying this because I'm holy now. I think they're definitely overreacting a lot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, 100%. 100%. He had as a child. Like, what the hell? Yeah, he's clearly okay now. He's a
1: good-looking guy. He's a, he's a fucking dermatologist. Like, if anyone's yeah. got a handle on this, it's him.
0: I had strep throat 12 times when I was a child. That's not an exaggeration. I, I, I'm not contagious now. Right. But also, so like while this whole
1: scene was playing out, um, like he's a little too interested in the case for me. Like at the time, I was Fair. just like, all right, is he is he somehow involved in this? That's that's what I was thinking.
0: I think I think it's probably because he. I think not. Well, I think what kind of what makes sense when you learn later on is that I think he is curious because well, two things. One, because I think he's a little bit suspicious, probably. But also two, and I think that this is actually completely realistic, even though they never say it. I think that if you were just a random dermatologist who your whole day was just dealt with dealing with people with rashes, acne, Mm -hmm. and other things, and you learned that there was like a billionaire or multi-millionaire who faked his who like was thought to be dead and was secretly a leper, that would be the most exciting thing that happened to you in a year. You know what I mean? That's true. You want to know what's... You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, Sold. Yeah. And then we cut back to uh, Julie and Monk. I uh, love good Julia Monk scenes. Um, yeah. And Julia, you know, she does what uh, a lot of teenagers, she made herself some fries. Um, and I can't blame her. Those little crinkle cut, good stuff. Yeah. A little ode, ode Ida or whatever? Or, or, or Ida. You know where they get that name from? Or right? Ida. No. Is it Oregon, a, and Ida? Idaho? Yes. Yes, I promise. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, uh, but Monk says no, 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 no. No junk food. Right, Tosses her an apple. Yes, because he's like, I'm the babysitter. I said no junk food. And Julie, how does Julie respond to the assertion that Monk's the babysitter? I mean, she basically says
1: that uh, she's the one that's going to be babysitting him, and mm-hmm. uh, they start to go into a, a dispute about who's getting
0: paid more. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Julie's getting paid eight dollars an hour, which disgracefully Kirsten is still below, is still above minimum wage in the United States. So uh, she's who's getting more Person cinema, the one who voted against the Menomans. Oh, first. You know, yeah. Just gotta, yeah, gotta just throw shade to the uh, senior senator from Arizona. Um, My former senator. Yes, your former... Well, no. She was never your senator, but... Uh, no, I know. The senator of the state that you used to live in once. Um, Correct. And uh, she, uh, so she gets to eat the fries because she's getting eight bucks an hour. Um, and she makes a comment when she's pouring the ketchup that is interesting it's very uh this is a very sherlock holmesian moment and i think it's on purpose because of the tone of the episode
1: yeah i guess i don't kind of get it but basically she mentions like whoever like because it says the ketchup bottle says that it's been since 1840 and she mm-hmm. asks who needed ketchup in 1840 mm-hmm. and it's like if you know anything about like british people they needed ketchup in 1840 they still need it now
0: and also ketchup's great I'm, I'm a big defender of ketchup i love uh, ketchup I think that... You know, it's like one of my favorite things I've ever read is that I've read this study... Not a study, but it was like an article that mentioned offhandedly that like not uh, ketchup, Heinz ketchup is the... Like, scientifically, the most perfect condiment in that No, if you make any alteration to it... Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is with mustard, for example, people have different preferences of what kind of mustard they like. Or with mayo, there's different mayos people like. But... People don't like ketchup that's like thicker, that's sweeter, that's this, that like there's no variety of ketchup that people like more than standard Heinz ketchup because it's just like right. the perfect balance of everything. So shouts to Heinz Ketchup. Correct. I can't do Hunts ever. No. I just and I this is not right. And I should I these are things I should not admit on podcast. But when I was growing up, I went to a kids at a friend's house and they had Hunt's ketchup and it's like, man, like you just the the kid, parents don't love their kids that much. <laughs> like they are you doing? Can Hunt's ketchup? My mom once got thing, it cuz it was yo, 2 for 1 and we're, my dad and my we're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Let's we didn't say that, but you know. The the only thing that's comparable is like when you get like
1: the the Heinz one that's like a third of the calories or something, a third of the sugar. Like I forgot what it's
0: called. Heinz Natural or something. I think we got that once. It's like uh, it's just not right. It's just like I I understand like if I don't want sugar, I'm just not gonna put ketchup on it, and that's of course a lot I always want sugar, so I'm always gonna put ketchup on it anyway. Um, so yeah, she and then Monk remembers. Oh my God, the security label, the security like the security pad was founded in two thousand three, before I mean after Derek supposedly, excuse me went missing.
1: Right, so how would he have known about this code being the same, Mm -hmm. or being that, you know, when it was installed after the fact? Which made me just think, what if she just didn't change the code?
0: True, but he said, like, where it was. Like, I I also don't, what are the odds that they'd have the same amount of numbers in the same... I also don't think you could, and I think that that's a fair... Uh, clue i i I think it's actually a very good clue it's one of those clues where it's in plain sight at the moment but you never would think about it and i think that those are the best clues where if you were paying full attention you would have noticed it too but you wouldn't you know fine fine Uh, okay so i but then julie has a great bit where you know monk's like he's not a leper we were conned he's like it was a leper con was he magically delicious which is great love it (laughs) yeah 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 um go ahead and no, no. but then what happens? There, uh, someone runs in. Uh, fuck. There's who only runs? like four characters in the show. Who runs in? <laughs> Polanski? No, Natalie runs in. Because she's got to her date with Polanski. What does she have to do? Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. So she's got to like... Oh, okay, I was lost on what
1: scene we were on. Yeah, so she has to like, you know, rinse her mouth out. Basically do the whole Ace Ventura thing from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... She ends up like, she's just drinking. um, m- Like, what do you call that stuff? No, nope, that's next thing, next
0: thing, that's next thing. No, 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 I know, but I'm pretty sure she did it that fucking night too. She probably. But anyway, she is washing her mouth out with hot water. And it's like, it's not hot enough. And she says, I love, honestly, I think this is also great acting by Trailer Howard. How she perfectly conveys, like, a mother who's really going through something but doesn't want to show her daughter. "Was like, Mom, are you okay? Yes, honey, just go upstairs and fill the bathtub with Listerine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. But, man, it's just like everyone cannot handle the whole leprosy angle, this whole thing.
0: And then there's a real. I think there's a really good moment which, like, feels very cinematic in a way that I think TV shows don't get to have moments like this a lot where Monk and Natalie are talking at each other, explaining what's going on. And they, in unison, say he's a leper and he's not a leper at the same time, which I think – I thought it was just, like, one of those chef's kiss, like, that's really well executed. Yeah. Um, yeah because you know monk realized that the one guy's not a leper and she's like oh this guy is a leper although he's not a leper he's cured this is just frayed up discrimination um and it's you know these are are supposed to be heroes you know
1: yeah i do like that they like talk about it like that's my leper now that's your leper like Mm -hmm. that is funny to me but uh oh i mean it is very
0: funny well it's not it's not it's morally wrong but it is very funny i'm not gonna pretend it's not um and so they're back at the house uh and they're gonna break in again And Monk Basie's like, yeah, Mandy killed Derek seven years ago, you know. And this whole time, this is where Natalie is gargling. It's not literally Listerine. Uh, It's clearly some type of generic, but she's gargling it and spitting it. Um, And then she starts drinking it.
1: Yeah. um, But, yeah, so basically that scene that we watched earlier where, you know, Derek gets shot, that was that. That was that original crime. No, it wasn't. That
0: was the new guy. Oh, that was a new guy? Shit, wow. Yeah, that was wow. the new guy. Remember, he's playing piano. Because Derek's already dead. Derek was already thrown to sea earlier. That's the shit did, to kill him. Did Do we see how guy. she killed him? No, but we assume just, you know, with a gun probably. Um, okay. No, because she needs to... Because obviously she's got to get rid of the guy that she seduced into being Derek. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And Monk points out, I think this is honestly great research by mandy The monk is the perfect patsy because he is someone who could be trusted to identify someone just by seeing them a couple times but also is someone who is so phobic that he could never get a good look at someone with leprosy you know
1: yeah no she nailed uh she nailed him down to a t luckily for her she's very like everyone else in san francisco at this time they're very uh familiar with the work of one
0: particular san francisco not quite a detective yes and then this is the line I think about all the time, where Monk says, "There's no heart. There's no heart so black as the black black heart of the phony leper." <laughs> Which I think yeah. is just a beautiful construction of words. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yep. And then they have to climb up the ladder again. Up you go. Up you go. Up you go. Up you go. Um, and although they, although Monk insists that she's not home, <sighs> they hear something in the backyard. What's be? What's going on in the backyard?
1: Yeah, they run to the back and, um, they basically catch Mandy in the middle of blowing up or inflating a hot air balloon. Um, and yeah, she's, uh, she's got to get rid of some evidence.
0: I take it you've never been on a hot air balloon? Yeah, I would never. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Just, honestly, completely unnecessary technology. Um, like, if I want to see, like, the mountains of California up close like that, I could just ride soaring. Like, that's, you know.
1: <laughs> Ooh that's not bad i, I mean like i love right sword
0: I, I mean we talked about this i'm a you know, i was like a twice a year disney kid growing up so you know i'm fully on board and so yeah yep. the the body of the piano player is in the basket uh and then randy we got to randy who's at polanski's and <laughs> he's yeah. just loitering around and when the receptionist asked what is he doing what does he say uh he said that he's just wait I what do you what say he says the first when you, when you're in a store and someone wants to help you and you don't want to be helped what do you say i'm just looking i'm just browsing. around i'm just looking around. yeah i'm, I'm just, just browsing, browsing. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just browsing she's like what are you browsing and
1: yeah. uh then he mentions that he's actually here to see somebody he doesn't say he has an appointment he just he he just says he's yeah. here to see somebody yeah
0: and he sits down and then he decides he's got to get the picture off the wall and it's not coming off easy
1: no it's not luckily for him he's got a little bit of extra time because the receptionist gets up to uh, help somebody out Mm -hmm. and um you know all the all the other pictures for whatever reason are pretty uh, easy to uh to take off even Mm -hmm. by accident but these appear to be like plastered into the wall or Mm -hmm. something so he ends up like making a big ass mess and of course um polanski catches him Mm mid-act
0: yes um and so you know but polanski's cool about it he's like you know whatever and he's like you know you're looking good and then it comes up uh randy mentions that um you know you're dating a friend of mine uh and you know derek is like uh, uh not derek's uh plants like yeah she acted poorly when i mentioned i had leprosy yada 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 but then he mentions that derek which <laughs> so disher starts acting like yeah. a freak about it too yeah these people just fucking suck man i i love them they're the, the, <laughs> they're the great characters but they're just horrible. Um, yeah, but he mentions that Derek, uh, Bronson, quote unquote, Derek was lying about where he'd been because the leper colony on the island, I forget what it's called that he said he was on. Camino has been closed for two years, which honestly, I wonder what the process of closing a leper colony is like.
1: Yeah. Where do you put them? Um, but, uh, I mean, it's fine. Everyone can deal with it. Like, like we know, um, but yeah, so like he's he's he did his detective work, you know. He's
0: he's trying to he's trying to come. Once again, for this. I I think it makes sense. It is the most. If you just were told, like, yeah, you're you know, right. Especially because if you're an ex, if you were someone who has a close personal connection to leprosy, and you hear like, oh, this billionaire millionaire, sorry, I keep saying billionaire, lived on this leper colony, you'd want to check in, like, oh, what's going on? Is that is that a nice place? It's like, oh, it's close for two years. Anyway, right. Um, then that's where it dawns on Randy that the guy with the skin diseases book might be related. I'm going to go talk to Mandy. And then, uh, Plancy's like, can I come with you? Which, you know, good for him. He he wants a little excitement in his life and he's going to get it. Yeah, I just
1: hope he didn't have to blow off somebody with the, you know, horrible skin affliction.
0: Yeah, oh my God. He his rocks so off. Yeah, I mean, you know, it happens to the best of us. Um, you know, it's not the worst thing a doctor's done in the show. Um, true. Uh, yeah. I don't even close, actually, but I mean, most of the doctors in the show do things like doctors. <laughs> um, I mean, it takes till episode three where a Doctor murders multiple people. So um, yeah. Okay, well the first person he was just quote so dubbed up he couldn't see straight, but that's not here or there. Um, so Mandy ends up having to leave the basket for some reason. She gets a phone call, and yeah, Monk and Natalie run to the basket of the hot air balloon to get the body. Big mistake, because Mandy comes back, and they they can't go left, they can't go right. Where do they have? What direction do they have to go?
1: they gotta go up which is a huge
0: miscalculation they definitely should have run another direction this is just so dumb
1: yeah it's terrible um i would never do this ever i'd get shot first um so yeah they hop in and uh they start the process of uh disembarking i guess or Mm -hmm. embarking um and you know mandy she's got a gun so she starts shooting at them. she Mm -hmm. starts trying
0: to take them down but But then uh, yeah then she's like i'm not gonna hit them so what does she aim for instead
1: she aims for like this the the balloon part of the contraption, yes, which
0: is gonna be bad for them. Yeah, because surprise, surprise, balloons are easy to pop. Um, right, you know. Uh, although you know, what I just realized, hot air balloon, technically speaking, isn't really even a balloon because you're not. It's not closed, so it's more of a hot air canopy than anything else. I'm not the first person to make this observation, seeing as hot air balloons have been in existence for 150 years. But still, you know what I mean? It's only 150. I would I would imagine so. Let me look it up. I'll see when the hot air balloon was invented. Um, Dude, but anyway, I think I would throw happens? up if I got in one. Um, Keep going as I...
1: Yeah, yeah. So they hop in the balloon. It takes off. Uh, yeah. R- at the same time, Randy and Polanski show up. And Randy, you know, puts the... She puts an end to... He puts an end to Mandy taking more shots. And I just want to say...
0: Uh, it, I apologize. Um, about 240-ish years. Uh, 230 years. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I thought it was more than that. Okay um so anyways uh they start like basically they start descending i didn't realize that they had gotten that high um but they start coming down uh not in a very smooth way they start kind of like bouncing mm. up and down off the you know off the off i don't know uh, and so the honestly, just
0: truly just i just terribly bad stunt doubles i'm sorry they didn't eat them.
1: oh dude oh my god it was so bad i wrote that down it was like really bad um pretty shoddy cgi but i get it it's like usa in 2008 or whatever mm. Um, and so, at some point, the body ends up falling, like, in the midst of one of the bumps, and then, like, they're about to hit some sort of, uh, cliff. I guess they don't know that it's... Natalie falls out, yeah. Yeah, Natalie falls out, um, and so Monk's the only one left, and, uh, it appears that he goes over the side of the cliff, Mm -hmm. but he, uh, manages to get, get a grip on a little piece of the cliff coming
0: off. Yes, and then there's a helping hand, and before Monk grabs it, we learn that it's Polanski's, and Monk... (laughs) He has one to grab it, and they say, take my hand or you'll die. And I thought, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, well, at first he's like, is there anyone else over there? Yeah. <laughs> Monk would rather die than touch a man's hand who hadn't had leprosy in like 30 years. But, you know, it's, you know. Wait until Monk finds out what people do with their hands in the bathroom, and he'll never shake, well, not doesn't shake people's hands now, but still. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, that wasn't a jerk off thing. That was a people wipe their asses is what I was getting. at. No, 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 no. Well, I, I didn't say anything about oh, that. Okay, you said yikes. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Everyone poops. No, I mean that's true. It's probably famously, good. it's it's a famous thing. People know everyone poops. Um, and uh, he ends up he ends up relenting. Grabs his hand. He gets up, and I love how he immediately starts looking at his hand. Is in the with the I can feel it face. He can feel the leprosy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Another tough one for him, but you know what? He's alive. He'll live. Mm
0: -hmm. Speaking of living, uh, Natalie is living in that she's going to go on another date with this guy. And, uh, you know, she's like, I'm not scared. Not everyone can live by Monk's rules. Um, Speaking of Monk's rules, he's hiding because he's afraid of the leper.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, he's a very good guy. Uh, I'm a big fan of Polanski. This Polanski. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, you got to clarify. Yes. So... Good on him. He handles it in stride. And unfortunately, it takes Julie Tiger to show them how to really be adults. Now, this that's what situation. I want to point out.
0: Second date, introducing him to her daughter. I mean, I don't know the rules of this sort of thing, but, you
1: know, yeah, feels a bit soon. Yeah, that's,
0: that's a little soon. Um, You know, uh, but yeah, she shakes his hand without hesitation because she's not an idiot or a jerk. Um, and yeah, and then they end up uh, leaving and... Um, you know, they soon have a good date. Uh, not good enough because he never shows back up in the show. But um, you know, it happens. Um Shouts to him. Uh, you know. And uh, that's the episode. What do you give it out of 10?
1: I gave it an 8 out of 10. I'm guessing I, you went 8.5. I did not give it an 8.5. I gave it a 9.
0: Why, wow. baby? Wow. This is bad. Okay. This, yeah, I mean, I it, there's no heart as black as the black, black heart of a 40 leopard. I ain't got to explain myself. I don't know. I just yeah, like I the. Know. I like the. I think it's funny, and I think it has a good tone. I I, I I. mean, I love shifts in tone. Not shifts in tone, but like homages and stuff, as anyone who knows that my favorite show of all time's community would obviously know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that this doesn't go in with two feet, and I'm glad it doesn't. But I think it is very. It's a very interesting. Um, way to you know introduce a monk story and it's unconventional in a lot of ways and i think it generally works the uh, the parts that don't work the most for me are the end bits but especially the beginning of it i really like um but yeah you can follow the show at strictly Monk and andre wimpy will follow you you can follow
1: me at andre Barrera,
0: and you can follow me at the j christie Please rate if you subscribe. Um, I don't read our reviews because I have a fragile ego, but Andre occasionally does, and apparently, you know, we have a good we have a score. I can tell you that, I think like 4.5. And I, you know, which generally means that we probably had one person who said something mean about us, and I don't need to read that. Um But uh more important, anything, I don't know, I I am rambling, but uh more important than all that. Tune in this Friday as we talk, Mr. Monk makes a friend Hagámonos
1: Monkey